What's going on, guys? It's Madman Plant. We are back in the lab, and I got a special guest. And this is really exciting for me because as we get closer and closer, we're just one week away from Vegas. We're two weeks away from the Cowboy Cup. And I'm very, very excited because not only have I heard a lot of things, but I'm already networking. I'm already getting to meet a lot of great people. And Greg is just one of those examples of great people. Welcome to the show, my dude. Hey, what's up, man? Welcome. You know, you play a huge role in really what goes on behind the scenes that I don't think a lot of people know. Talk a little bit about the year-round process it takes to hold an event like this. Well, we, uh, between myself and the owner, you know, we work, we work this event for 12 months. It's the only thing we do. We don't, we don't have other jobs. It's uh, solely dedicated to this. And, you know, once the event's over with, we start marketing for the next event. We start promoting the next event. Um, we are continuously promoting winners of the, of the competition. And so we do posts about that and things just building for next year, um, kind of get, keeping the fire rolling, you know, um, things really kick off probably about May, um, decks been released. People start placing, you know, placing booth orders. Um, you know, I do sponsorships before that. Um, but, and, you know, once someone comes in to be a sponsor, we start doing that and, uh, getting getting those perks rolling as early as possible. So, you know, it's a uh, from day one after the event, we are essentially working for the next event. So, yeah, and I think, you know, that's a great thing to, you know, kind of dive off of on our topic together is the value that you have people in this community that are working year round for this event. This is not just, you know, we get together in the end of the year and everything just magically happens. What are some of the, like the major challenges an event like you guys face that the public should be aware about? You know, I, really, it's just organization. We throw such a large um, competition. Um, really, the the challenge is um, the organization of it. You know, making sure that everything runs smoothly, that everybody gets a fair um, fair shot at the people that come in. That when the people come in, they're comfortable and they can walk around. Um, and you know, we we call it a quote unquote challenge, right? I mean. Uh, challenge accepted it's what i do is make that happen and, ma and make it make this event run smooth but if you were to ask me what really the challenges are um really you know just just organizing it um and making sure that uh everything runs to my satisfaction so very cool now as far as satisfaction i think you guys are pretty satisfied this year because it's a bigger venue so yeah. a lot of people said that, you know, I had a very few comments, but a couple of people had said that they thought this was the last year for the Cowboy Cup. And I was pretty sure that it is not. You guys are just growing. You're not just at the same location as before. And I think that was maybe some of the misconception that people had. So talk a little bit about the size and the difference between this and like previous cups. Well, you know, just as far as Cowboy Cup goes, we started uh, 2018. This is year five for us. <clears throat> Uh, first year we pretty small didn't have a lot of you know 75 uh, entries into the competition um, you know we had a, a major tent and a couple of small tents that we worked out of um, at the tumbleweed there here in Stillwater and uh, and each year that doubled um, to the point where we had you know 8,000 people through the door last year uh, just under 100 vendors last year um, a lot of competition entries uh, a lot of companies in the competition um, this year uh, you know, we we essentially outgrew um, the massive venue that was that was the tumbleweed there. Um, it's a big venue. It's a lot of square foot. It's a lot of place to park. They throw um, big big festivals there, red dirt festivals and things like that, uh, music festivals uh, that house 
thousands and thousands of people. So um, it's a big venue. Uh, we just felt like that uh, parking was hard. Um, you know, uh, the venue was about maxed out to what we could get it. Um, it was pretty thrown about um, because, you know, just putting things in places to make it work at that venue. Um, this year, we're actually, we moved to the Expo Square in Tulsa, um, we're in the Exchange Center, and we've got so much more room to play with. And it's just so much easier to keep it all organized because it's all kind of there together as opposed to being strewn about. So um, it's a much it's it's a much bigger, we're over 100, I'm, I'm at about 110 vendors and still growing. Um, I've got a couple of spaces still available. Um, this year, our competition grew this year. Um, we're expecting for the Tulsa market to really show out and, um, and, and, and come in droves, you know? And so I, our expectations of attendance is, is high. Um, and so our, you know, um, as far as being the quote unquote, the last year, last year was the last year of tumbleweed, but it's not the last year of the Cowboy Cup. Our expectations are to keep this here in the state and continue to grow it and, uh, continue to be the premier competition and the largest festival in the state year in and year out, kind of the championship at the end of the year. So, and with you and Daniel, where does that, that passion come from? Like, where do you learn to love a community this much much that you want to go and work 365 days a year just to have one massive and amazing event where does that come from well um i have a i have a background in marketing i mean that's what i do daniel's background is he's got a construction management degree he's he's managed massive construction uh you know uh projects um, his wife, who um, helps us out tremendously, is uh, dean of outreach at Oklahoma State. I mean, she, uh, you know, she's pretty specialized um, in her field, and none of us really have a field in cannabis, you know, or ever had a field in cannabis per se. Um, we've always been advocates for it. <clears throat> um, we've, we've smoked for a while. Uh, at all of us, well, Daniel and I have smoked for quite some time. Um, huge advocates for it when it became legal. Um, it was a massive opportunity to take our specialties and really put it into the market and do something that's good for the market. Um, and turn, come to, come to find out, you know, marketing is actually pretty difficult in, um, in the cannabis space. And this is one of the ways to market. We, we love what we do. We love promoting and going out and getting, meeting people and, and, and telling people about the event. And then once the event goes off really really coming through and bringing a bunch a mass of people together um to celebrate this plant i mean it's <clears throat> and that's essentially what we're doing it's a massive celebration um we've got huge displays with all of the uh with all of the entries in it you know so everything that was entered is on display you can see what people really brought um as far as some of the best in the state so um <clears throat> Really, it's just a passion for the plant and an advocate for the medicine. Yeah, and I think, you know, nowadays, even High Times Magazine said this a couple times before in my podcast that um, they saw a shift where young couples especially are turning away from, like, breweries and turning more to, like, dispensaries. And the overall shift that we have, you know, I also posted today a repost of this other lady who was breaking down the guidelines. And, you know, they talk about alcohol and, you know being able to post within Instagram's guidelines. 
But she pointed out that when you go to the category section, there's five sections for alcohol. You know what I mean? Like wine, beer, and don't get me wrong, I have, I love alcohol. But it's just sad that we still live in this community where we still have to fight for what we want. But, you know, drive responsibly. You know what I mean? Well, everybody, everybody I know uh, drinks, um, as far as I know, and, and as far as I can tell. I've got a few friends that don't drink, actually. I, I can think of one off the top of my head. Uh, I'm seven over seven years sober from alcohol. Um, you know, it's I'm not a necessarily opposed to alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that if, if done responsibly, it can, it can definitely be done responsibly. Um, but uh, I also think that um, with that being said, it kind of the the negative light on cannabis uh really is uh unwarranted i would say i mean it's uh cannabis is much less of a uh in my opinion problematic than alcohol is so um i'm ready for it to change yeah sure this taking my stuff. and i think pioneers like you people that are continuously beating the drum getting out there and not only just in a small sense you know behind like your own home grow but in a way to touch thousands of lives and have a, a platform, um, a safe space, um, an education space for people who may be questioning cannabis, the lifestyle, whatever. And now you have this great event where, hey, dude, come for yourself. See what it's really like. You know, it's open to the public. Yeah. It's right here in your eyes. There's nothing shady about it. You know, these are real people, real stories. Everybody's coming together well, for this plan. Our event is open to anyone 18 and over. No med card is required. Um, we've got space that is a non-consumption space that you could be in, kind of see what's going on in the industry and not necessarily be around the, the smoke if you don't want to be. Um, you know, anyone can go into the consumption area. I mean, it's no card required to get in. I mean, they're not going to, you know, um, you're not going to go in there and get a bunch of stuff, <laughs> you know, but, but, uh, you know, anyone can go anywhere, essentially, uh, walk around, check out what we do. I do classes um, throughout the entire event. And so uh, if they're curious about how something's done or some aspect of it, they can got, kind of go attend that class. It's a non-consumption class room building. So, you know, they can be in there, enjoy the, you know, learn learn a little bit. And so there are opportunities where um, we, we, do, we do stigma changing classic you know i mean and a lot of the classes will be like how you know how hash is made and and, and seed seed to seed to plant you know or seed to table kind of growth plans and things like that um you know ideas and tips and stuff there's um a couple of people that are going to do like medical uses and and dosage and things like that so that people understand how dosages work and what it does for your body yeah, and things yeah. like that um, so there's a lot of things that go on at the cowboy cup that are there to educate people and potentially change stigma, you know, stigmas because the change in minds of what people truly think about the this plant. So, yeah, and I think also with education, you can't fight that. Like with like politics and just like hearsay and personal experiences, it's easy to say, "Oh, well, you know, my friend had a horrible experience, so I think it's horrible." And then with education you get to make that deciding factor yourself and being educated, I think is the most powerful thing that we can do as a community, as activists, as people that are behind this is to show the world, no, it's you that has the misconception. It's not us. We're perfectly fine over here. It's you guys that are all twisted. And that's what I hate about it. Cause I've been 
multiple times in a lot of professional settings been called out for smoking or been kind of chastised by people. And these are people that have serious uh, drinking problems. And it's like, you know, the way that the world looks at this one plant, like I tell all the people all the time on my podcast, it's like, I can see breastfeeding videos. I can see nipples, which I love boobs. Don't get me wrong. I love boobs. I can see animal torture videos. Don't like that. But um, I post one luscious green plant and uh, my content is no longer allowed to be promoted to people that don't know me. And it's bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely yeah. bullshit. And it's like, we're over here doing amazing different things, each and every one of us, and you're going to discredit us because of a plant. That kind of kind of goes back to what I was saying about how difficult it is to market in this industry yeah. right now. You know, I mean, you can't even hardly get on uh, social media and market it without getting chastised or without getting limited or without getting blocked or terminated or something, you know. And so um, it even brings more light into why we would do the Cowboy Cup to give these companies an opportunity to get in front of people and show that um, show their product and show that they're good people and show that it's a, a legitimate industry these days versus um, what it was 20 years ago whenever we, you know, we're having to go to the alley to get get our cannabis, right? So um, the, 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 the cup gives those companies that opportunity. So. Yeah, and I also think too, you know, bringing some of that tradition, some of that history forward, you know, and reminding people, you know, where we are today with cannabis and that we're not in the back alley anymore. We're in scientific labs. We're in the, your, your home, we're in your science, you know, big grow ops, you know, and there's just so many avenues to kind of dive deep in, you know, cause it's really a craft. And especially when you get into different genetics and phenos and everything like that, it truly is a craft. And it's one of those things where you'll never master it, you know, Everywhere, there's sure. always a new way to style growing. There's always a new product. There's always a new method. You know, there's always things that are ever changing. The thing is that what doesn't change is the plant and our love for it. You know, and I think that's what really is more powerful about this community than others is that we're fighting for this. Yeah. So talk to yeah. my viewers a little bit about um, the Cowboy Cup. If if somebody has never been before, like a lot of people in Virginia have. And probably even haven't heard of it. What should they know walking in? So I can educate my viewers on the Cowboy Cup. Well, in, in the past, I mean, you know, you walk in and and it's a vibe immediately. I mean, we've got things going on. There's, you know, uh, you're just enthralled in it as at the moment you walk in. And every everywhere you kind of look, there's something going on. You know, I've got live music going on. Again, we've got classes. Um, we've got vendors from all different areas of the industry and even from without, the, you know, from not within the industry. Um, we've got artists that'll be there that do like jewelry and painting and sculpting. And I've got a glass blowing competition and, you know, there's plenty of places to lounge around and relax and, you know, just enjoy your time. You can come there and you can literally spend the two days there just chilling, you know, hanging out with cool people, meeting new people, um, and then these vendors, I mean, they're, they're all wanting to make a, wanting to make an impression. So when you show up there, they're there to, um, you know, uh, basically putting on a little bit of a show, you know? And so we, this year, uh, we're doing something a little bit different as well. I mean, if you, if you're an OMMA patient, you can walk around and collect cowboy cash 
which are essentially taking a shuttle with that cowboy cash to the dispo and picking up stuff for pennies. I mean, it's you're going to get it pennies on the dollar versus what you would pay for it normally. Um, and it's really a, a legal way for these guys to let you try their their product. And so um, you can come there, you can pick up those cards, you can get a lot of free product, you know, that you can come back and, and enjoy at the event walking around and, and potentially picking up more free product, right? Um, now it's, you know, they're not going to be, you're going to have to go get that product. I mean, legally, you got to get it out of a dispo, right? So um, I do take, I, ha I do have dispenser or uh, uh, shuttles that will take us back and forth. I have multiple running um, that'll take them back and forth. Super convenient, super easy. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like going to the uh, weed fair. That's cool. And, you know, what I love to tie it back to education is how many people are out growing this plant. So strains, flavors, profiles, you're going to get that. And especially if you have buses going out for the two days, you know, you could essentially find three or four dispensaries that you've never heard of before that you really love. And now you've connected with the market and now they're there. So not only do you get to visit their dispensary, but you get to talk to them on the ground floor of the show. I think that's really cool. What is you're it? You're going to meet, you're, you're going to meet all of the brands. I mean, I've got, like I said, I've got 110 vendors there. You're going to meet all the brands, everyone that, you know, Anyone that's, that's everyone is going to have a space there. And I, and I don't say that. I say that lightly um, because there's a lot of people in this industry that aren't at my cup. I mean, um, that are very good brands. So it's not to put a knock on anyone and say that they're not good because they're not there. It's not that kind of situation. But they're, you know, some of the biggest names in the industry are going to be at my event. Um, you will meet um, the sales reps. You'll meet the managers. You'll meet the, the, the street teams, you know. Um, the people who compete in my competition wear badges that say competitor on it. So as they're walking around, if you want to talk to them about what they entered, um, you know, you, you can spot who those people are and learn about their product. If they, you know, they're entering into the premier cannabis competition, it's gotta be something good that you want to learn about. Um, you, I have that. I, and I mentioned it before the massive display, you know, if you, you're, if you want to see the best cannabis in the state, um it's on display at the cowboy cup some i mean some of the best cannabis you'll ever see so um it, that alone coming in and checking that out alone i think would be uh, worth the price of admission just to see who who grows the best weed in the state yeah and you know and where do you find them yeah and in token that um you are going to meet you know the 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 who's who of cannabis and that's why i think you know i try to express to a lot of people this will be my third actual show that I've attended. The first one that I'm vending, you know, thank you guys for letting me set up my podcast booth and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but it really is a who's who. And, you know, network is huge. And that's one of the biggest things that in this industry is you need to get connected. People need to know who you are, what you're about, what you can do, what you can offer, because all of that value, all of that energy equals something in the right collaboration, kind of with what we're doing, you know, with the podcast and getting to know each other and, you know, working together and covering the event and stuff like that. It's, it's allowing other people who are truly passionate, just like you to absorb that energy and then make you even greater. And I think that's the most beautiful sense of that collaborating word is, the fact that we're all in this for the better of ourselves, the better of these products, the better of, you know, the future of cannabis in general. And we need this, you know, and when people are very like 
they don't want to share or they're worried or intimidated. You got to let go of that. You know, you got to let go of the ego. You got to let go and be vulnerable, be, you know, bathe in humility and understand that there are people out there that are way more talented, way better. And if you can just tap into that and get them on your side, get them part of your vision, what you can do is endless. Sure. Sure. I was talking to a guy earlier uh, today, actually, and we were talking about the patients, non-patients, you know, attendees that will be coming through the deal and, and how you can take advantage of those guys. And it's you're, you said exactly what I said. You know, essentially, I said, you know, at the end of the day, um, this business-to-consumer event um, is only cloaked as such. It's a business-to-business event. And when you're at the event, most of your real um, – business happens between vendors and growers and you know because uh, because it is about uh, networking and working together and and building from that so um that's one of the things that i hear quite more than anything um as opposed to hey we we got to show you know ten thousand folks um the uh my, my product it was more along the lines of you know, what kind of deals we made off of that event from people that I met. And those are the success stories I really like to hear, you know, the, that they come there and and it's it's a business to business networking thing cloaked in a business to consumer because the consumers are definitely there. So, yeah. And when you're when you have that type of growth and development, it allows like where we've been kind of, you know, saying for a while now is that evolution and that overflow of community. It, it's, it's lifting the other person up, they lift another person up, they strike it big, they lift another person up, they strike it big. Now you got two big entities, now you got three big entities, now you got four big entities that you didn't have before, you know? So with that being said, you know, outside of the, the Cowboy Cup, what is the lifestyle of, of people, you know? Um, who are these people that come other than just the vendors, you know? you have growers, you have commercial growers, you have home growers, you have just smoke enthusiasts. I mean, you have a wide range of demographic that come here. All of them. Um, you know, this industry is full of everyone. I mean, it's anyone that's 18 and over. We've got people that come in from all over the nation that are, you know, sixties and seventies. And, um, you know, it's for anyone. And, you know, it's business people, it's non-business people, it's, um, it's, you, you, it's every walk of life. You think about it, um, there's not any particular um, heavy, heavy um, demographic there. Um, it's a pretty widespread. And so, you know, we promote our event, like I was saying earlier, year round, and we go to go to different events. And some, some of those events uh, are like Rocklahoma, which is a massive um, rock and roll three-day festival. Born and Raised is a massive um, country and red dirt um, festival. It's three days long as well. Um, we do Harvest Fest. We do, um, we've done uh, other competitions in, in the state and, you know, just bending at those things. And so there's not really anything in particular that we attack. You know, it's, uh, it's more of a, of a lifestyle that we attack versus um, a demographic. Um, and so I think in this, in this space, in this cannabis industry, there's not necessarily a, a heavy hitter as far as demographic goes. I think it's pretty widespread, you know? Um, so, yeah, what's really cool is um, even with my content alone, when I teach my clone classes at the different grow shops and everything, 
most of my demographic of the people that are showing up are way older than I am. I mean, I'm, I'm about to be 35 in March, but I mean, these are like, you know, white haired, you know, people probably like, and they're like elderly, you know, like not elderly, but like 50, 60, 65, you know? And it amazes me too, because it just realized how many people out there that are a part of this community. I mean, we, um, I started a networking event called, um, cannabis. So, we were at, me and my friend Phil, um, who's also been featured on my um, channel before, we're at a networking event. And I was like, you know, it's just so weird how we can drink beer and network, right? You know, like a like a beer networking event. But we can't just smoke yeah. weed. I was like, why don't we just create a safe space for business owners who smoke weed, who care about their business, care about making money, want to come in. So we started this group called Cannabis. And we got up to 50 members and it's still active. We're actually looking for a new place because the place we were, were renting was the sound stage, but they book out Friday and Saturday nights. We switched it to Wednesday and we lost half of our members because everybody is more available on a Friday night than on yeah. a Wednesday night. But I've started inviting this. We got 50 members. One of the first events I showed up to my own event that I created and I'm like, half of my clients are here. These are all the people that I hid this shit from. It's like, I hid this from you. What are you doing here? Like, there's no way you're a part of this community. There's no way you smoke. And it was just weird because we had, we had doctors, we had lawyers, we had dentists, we had, you yeah. know, your paralegal, your realtor, your, you know, your everything. You know what I mean? And it really, that's what I'm saying, dude. It, it really is for everybody. And, and to be able to witness that firsthand and see that, it's not even just me. It's my clients who smoke and yeah. enjoy this. What the fuck? Like, and it's any, any walk of life. Yeah. And now we have a greater relationship because now we smoke and we network and everybody knows everybody. And this is good too, because let's say, um, you have some things going on in your house, like, let's say electricity problems or a plumber problem. Well, let's say sure. if you're growing, you're worried about, you know, somebody that may be not, you know, prone to liking weed trying to say something or create a problem. But now because of this network, you know, the electrician who also grows. So not only can they yeah. help you out in that situation, but you know, they also now are trusted because they're part of the community. So now you're like, Oh, I'd love for you to come over. Cause you know, I feel safe now. Cause you, you're like me, we share this interest. And it was just, it was sure. just a very cool experience. That's why, you know, bringing it back to the cowboy cup, you know, there is a need, a need for events and community outreach like this and bringing those people in. We're so divided as a country as is. And to have something so, so simple that can bring any walk of life. Like you can walk down the street and be like, hey, man, you want to smoke a joint? And nine times out of ten, they're like, okay, cool. Let's do it. You know what I mean? It's like, I have no idea who you are, but now we're friends cause over weed. I've got, I don't think I have any in my office here, but... um let me look real quick. But our handbills on the back side of our handbills, they say, uh, do you like weed? Huh. And then on the other side is, uh, you know, you flip it over and it's the cowboy cup stuff and their little paper about, you know, four by five. And, uh, you go to events, you carry those handbills around and you hold it up backwards and it says, do you like weed? And people will go, uh-huh. Or they'll go, uh-uh, you know, and if they go, uh-huh, you go, hey, let me tell you about the cowboy cut. <laughs> they go, no, you don't bother them, you know, uh, but uh, it's it's kind of funny. Um, you go to Rocklahoma 
and it's like 11 people out of every 10 people you show the thing to smoke weed it's everyone right <laughs> and but then you go to born and raised and it's a it's a select few you know it's not as uh it's not as open in that country western market i suppose you know um and if these guys are um truly cannabis friendly some of them are still closeted with it you know or or, or whatever reason that it is but um, but it still kind of works in the same light. You know, you hold it up, but they say, no, you don't bother them with it. You mm -hmm. know, it's not, we're not here to push anything on you. Um, but we've got an event and we want to tell you about it if you're interested, you know, and that's kind of how that flyer thing works. But it kind of goes back to you saying, Hey, do you want to smoke a joint? Mm -hmm. and who's going to say yes and say no. We kind of do the same thing with our handbills, you know, and it really narrows down who we are, um, really talking to you know not and like i said we 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 want to tell everyone about it but if you don't if you're not interested to hear about it we're not going to shove it down your throat <laughs> so you know it works out that way for us so that's like that saying on instagram oh if you hear that buzzy noise on that's the arrow mixer um it's like the thing that says um bees don't go around explaining to flies why um Oh, never mind. I butchered it. But it's pretty much saying that bees don't go to flies talking about how they eat shit and they eat honey and honey is better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, I messed that up. We'll delete that term. <laughs> so um, talk to me about like the prestige of Cowboy Cup. Why is this such like an important thing? And then also the belt buckle and everything that ties in the tradition of how that started. Well, um, what it means to win a Cowboy Cup belt buckle, you know, whenever, when you win, when you win the Super Bowl, you're the best football team in, in the, in the nation, right? Um, we can't go na nationwide right now, so we're statewide, but when you win the Cowboy Cup, we are the premier competition. And so if you're a buckle carrier, it separates your company for years. Um, from other companies you walk in and you say I, I won the cowboy cup you know um, we grow the best in the state and uh, it, it separates you our, our you know our uh, our winners from last year are selling their cannabis at a higher rate than most normal people because they can because it's selling faster than they can grow it because it really is the best in the state and so uh, winning a buckle um, really dif differentiates you from the other thousands of companies that are doing this in the state. You know, only one person can come in and say, I want a buckle. And these are all hand custom, like made pieces. These are not like machine China made like design. No, everything, everything is hand, hand, in, uh, hand engraved. Um, we do buckles for first place. Um, and, and, you know, we've got 22 categories. So, you know, indoor flower says indoor flower, first place indoor flower on it. Um, all the way through edibles and tinctures and topicals, things like that. Second place is a spur, and it's a legitimate hand-engraved metal spur that you could essentially put on your boot if you wanted to, mm -hmm. and it's hand-engraved. Same way, second place, indoor flower, through tinctures, topicals, you know. Um, third place is a hand-engraved bolo, um, like a Western-style bolo, you know, that's on the slide, leather slides and everything. Um, and it's same way. I mean, obviously third place indoor flower, um, you know, so those, those awards really kind of, you know, you, when, when Daniel started this business and I wasn't with him year one, I, I started with him in year two. Um, but when he started, you know, he sits around and he goes, well, what, 
what we're in Oklahoma. I mean, what better, what better award than a big rodeo buckle? You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys don't rodeo, you know, but the buckle, I mean, to have a buckle is pretty legit, you know? And so uh, it kind of stemmed from just a, a cool piece of hardware to give to someone that was more than um, a, a trophy or more than some kind of cheesy plaque or something like that, yeah. you know, um, give them something with some substance that meant something. And, uh, you know, and not, all, not only is it a cool piece of hardware, um, it comes with the fact that you're the winner. Yeah. You do the, you're the best. Yeah. And I think walking around with a belt buckle really is not only just a sign of just being the best, but it, all those long hours, those hard works, the dedication, all the things that really are presented in such a short amount of time on stage. But when you really look back at the, the person and their craft and where they've come as far as growing goes, you know, it's just for them, it has to be like a milestone or a mile marker. It's like, wow, you know, like I put my heart in this and I got what I wanted out of this, which was to prove to the world and myself and that, you know, I am good at growing and I, and I care enough to be the best, you know, and I think that level of dedication is going to be very empowering to see, especially on stage as it unfolds, you know, firsthand for me and then obviously people there. But I'm all about passion, all about energy and the, the universe and believing yourself and, you know, what you put in is what you get out. And it's just cool sure. to see people truly embody that over just a plant, something so simple once a year. But that for the entire year, this is their goal, and they're about to put it on the line where their where their money where their mouth is essentially to be called the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, we we say it every year. You know, it takes uh, it takes someone with some guts to to put their name on the line. Um, we appreciate it, all these guys every year and year in and year out. We 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 say I just wouldn't want to be a judge this yeah. year. You know, it's it everything's so tight there's so many good growers in, in the state um oklahoma is growing some of the best cannabis that uh that i think you could probably grow i mean we're not i'm not saying that it's the very best in the nation or anything like that by any means but it's very good and there's a lot of guys here that are really good at their craft um and so when you when you're it's part of the reason why we have such a large display so that when you come in there you can see for your own eyes the quality of uh of cannabis that's in the state and uh and kind of what you're trying to look for you know um what the what the qualities you know you see it and you just go yeah that's kind of what i want you know i want some of that and it helps you when you're you know when you're seeing that level of le level of uh, cannabis on display um, the next time you go into a dispo it kind of helps you to know what you're looking at that aspect as well you know because you look at it and you go well it looks okay, but it don't look like what it did. Or man, that looks a lot, awful lot like what that one was that I really liked, you know. And uh, and you can tend to narrow down, um, you know, kind of aspects of cannabis that you really like. So, yeah, and, and to kind of topple on that as well, you know, it's important for you as a smoker, as a grower, as a consumer, as an enthusiast, whatever, to understand what the pl plant looks like in different forms. Whether you're looking at something that is, you know, fresh, you know, fresh and rejuvenated and has lots of flavor and profile and, you know, terpenes and trichomes to something that's like, well, you know, I can see that, you know, maybe this wouldn't be the best option or this would be the best option for me based on this, you know, and I think that's one thing that 
everybody, at least when I meet, as far as starting to grow, you know, they just want to get to the end. They want to grow these massive big buds. And you know, I always, you know, try to teach people that, hey, listen, before you worry about growing these really large buds, look at how the plant grows in its normal state. Look at a normal cola without manipulation, without you know, a full lineup yeah. of nutrients. That's Truly understand. Yeah. Because you, you'll start to understand, and you know, even me, when I was, you know, before I started growing, weed was weed. And, you know, you tend to think that, but when you get on a more sophisticated level of education and thought, it's a lot different. And when you talk about your smoking experience, especially if you're one of these people who are only maybe harvesting a couple times a year, you want to have the best because that's time. And you're not going to get that time back. And that time comes with money and investment, you know, your life, your water, your nutrients. Ain't free. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I always tell people, you're going to cheap out on the number one thing, which is the education and just supplement it with all the dollars that you can throw at it. You know what I mean? It doesn't make, it doesn't make you better. It doesn't make you better grower that you have, you know, like $12,000 lights. What makes you better is manipulating your environment, understanding the plant, you know, the passion behind it, your love, you know, and that's what I love about what the Cowboy Cup kind of represents is we're going to see that from thousands of people that are attending, the competitors, the judges, you know, the hosts themselves, and it's just all that energy, you know, it's just, um, it's just going to be very cool to see as a first timer myself. So now, when somebody wins the Cowboy Cup, have they ever come back and reclaim like their their title? Has, has that happened yet? That you have like a three or four time Grammy winner? No. So nobody's no, come back. We've had, um, we've had people do really well in the competition. Um, we've had back to back Grand Champions. Um, you know, Grand Champion is kind of a point system that is based off of uh, your overall winnings. Um, and so we've had back to back Grand Champion winners, but we've not had anyone win um an indoor flower buckle twice wow so i guess we can put it out there that the opportunity to win is still there you know that'd be like a first time it's huh? there every year. you know the beauty of our competition um we don't sell judge kits um you you can't buy a judge kit you can't get access to a judge kit unless you're selected so i put um probably around april we open up the um the judge selection, you know, or judge application, and they go on and apply. And then around the end of July, I start selecting my judges. And those judges are all hand selected based off an application process. And anyone can be a judge in the state as long as you're an OMMA patient and you can do Zoom meetings, um, you know. And if the, those are really the two requirements um, that'll get you kind of tucked out, if you, you know, if you don't have an OMMA card, I can't give you a kit. And if you can't do Zoom meetings, we can't do training, right? And so 99% of the people are doing, are capable of doing both, right? And so um, I hand select them based off of people who make me think they're going to do a good job. And, you know, if you were a judge last year, obviously I look at that first if you reapplied. Um, and if you did a great job last year, um, you stand a good chance of being chosen as a judge again, you know. But it's patience from the state. Um, that are that are selected and it's different every year and what we try to create is is you know we, we like to see how the cannabis is trending for the new year and and that's kind of what it is that we've seen is you know the the winners have always been something a little bit different that's trending in a different kind of direction and um and so 
Uh, it's kind of part of the part of the process is to see where it's trending. But back to what you were saying, anyone anyone can win. You enter the competition, and it is a hundred percent blind judged by our by our judges that are hand selected throughout the state, and they only know a number and a sample, and they judge it based off of that. And so at the end of the day, they score it completely blind. Have no idea who they scored winners and who they scored um, low and and who uh, you know who's what. And so all that's compiled. It's kept secret and it's not revealed until the night uh, Saturday night at the awards ceremony. Um, <clears throat> but it can be anyone. Um, last year, uh, Skyflower won our indoor flower category. Uh, phenomenal flower. That guy did not have a booth. He didn't have. I mean, no one knew who he was. You know, mm. just. He had phenomenal flower, and uh, the judges saw that and awarded him the winner. That's you know, awesome. and at the end of it, we were, you know, it was a guy that we had never met. Um, the year before, I have a, a, a guy who, a, a story of ours, where the guy was given an entry into the competition because he won Harvest Fest, which wow. was a kind of a friend, yeah, yeah. friend competition. Um, and and we gave all the, that year, we gave all the winners of Harvest Fest a free entry into our event. Because we were the premier, we wanted to have the winners, right? And so uh, he came in and entered our competition with a free entry. He entered one entry, um, didn't buy a booth, didn't buy a ticket um, because he got his ticket with his entry. Uh, came in and took uh, took second place with his with his product, right. and just floored it floored him that he was capable of winning uh, an award at our competition and not have given us a penny. Well, I mean, people like what they yeah. like, you know, and that's kind of the one thing is you can either win by popular vote or you could just come in as a phenomenon that people are just gravitated to. And then, bam, you know, it's like, wait, who is this guy? I have no idea, but he just won. People love him. You know, it's like there is what? No popularity vote. Um, there is no popularity vote in our competition because being that it's 100% blind, you know, so um, and that kind of goes back to you asked what it does for you as a winner. Yeah, of the yeah, Cowboy yeah. Cup. You, know, um, you just basically won out of a, yeah, over 100 entries of indoor flower. Right. And that's where you, that's where it differentiates you. The, the best in the state came to enter the competition and you won blindly. They don't no one knows who who was what. Um, Quite often, um, we get told that winning that buckle changed the trajectory of their of their business. You know, yeah. um, it changed the way the sales was ran. It changed the way that um, that they kind of did things in their own processes um, because it changed the way that they were viewed. So, well, I mean, it definitely, especially being on stage, you know, getting that belt buckle, you know, having everybody look at you, you know, confirming that they are the best. You know, one thing I really commend you guys is the integrity that it takes to remain honest. You know, you hear so many of these different cups where, you know, people buy their place like $25,000 here, you know, $10,000 for a third, whatever. And um, why is First of all, where does one this integrity from the Cowboy Cup come from to maintain the standards? And two, why is that so important for you guys when it seems to fall short for others? Well, there's there's a couple of angles to answer that, and I can give you both both angles in my opinion. One, 
bro, I was born in Oklahoma. I was raised in Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma. I don't plan on moving out yeah. of Oklahoma because I, I really appreciate this community. Daniels is the exact same way. And we were raised to be honest people. You know, my, I had three rules growing up. You don't lie. You don't cheat. You don't steal. Yep. Those are the rules. And, and you didn't break those rules or you got your ass broke, you know? <laughs> and so just in a moral aspect, man, that's just the way you treat people. Right. Um, is you give them everyone the fair shot. It ain't about, you can't buy this buckle and they're in an, uh, an amount of money that you can offer me to get it. Um, because my moral background and the way that I am, I just won't do it. Um, but number two, the other angle is where are those other competitions now? Yeah. If I, if I start selling buckles and, and become unethical as a competition, I have nothing like as a competition. Um, what I, what I live on is trust like these growers and processors and people have to trust me. To, to run an ethical competition. And the moment they don't, they don't support me anymore. Um, and, and rightfully so. If you don't trust someone, don't support them, right? And so integrity in this competition is really all we have at the end of the day. You know, if we're not carrying that um, ethics, then we basically don't have anything. You know, I really appreciate you saying that because I'm sure that means a lot to a lot of people watching because you just... You never know, you know, you, you never know. And that's the way it kind of yeah. works. You know what I mean? And to have the open transparency, I'm sure is probably why people love the cup so much, you know, and it's true. You know, you should be battling over quality, not over numbers. You should not be able to, it, it's just like, you don't get to go to the casino say, Hey, you know, I'll pay $5,000. If you let me walk away with 15 grand, you know, it doesn't work like that. So why does it right. work like that? And you know, you can't rig life, you know? So with this, with this particular cup, 2024, what are we going to be 20? Oh man, I'm ahead of myself. I'm already thinking next year, but 2023, what are we going to see this year? That's going to be noteworthy. Like if somebody's on their way right now, what are some things right away that's going to be different for somebody that has been here before? So we talked about the new stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, there's going to be a lot of little different aspects that are little spectacles and things always change. I mean, um, you know, last year we had people do crazy things like bring in llamas and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and it just happens that way. So it's going to change year in and year out with what these people are doing. They don't want to come in and do the same thing they did last year. Um, the ones who are returning, the ones that are coming in new, they know that, you know, most of them have have a, at least an idea about the Cowboy Cup and know kind of what they're getting into. And they want to come in and make, make separate themselves out. So it's always something different. You know, we're, we're constantly working on um, up in our game, in our booth, uh, making it a nicer booth, a, a, you know, bigger presence at the, at the event. This year I've got a couple of cars that'll be there. That'd be cool to look at, you know, um, come check out some cars and things. Uh, the music lineup, it, it's, uh, you know, it's always something that's a lot of fun and music that just really fits to all genres it's not something that really draws anyone in particular out you know, like everyone can kind of just sit around and listen to a jam yeah. band you know or listen to a little bit of reggae or something like that um so you know a lot in the same where everything's a little different right i mean you know it, we have live music we have 
but but again things things do change everyone does something a little bit different so um if you've been before um you can come in and kind of kind of have a lay of what you're you know what you expect to, when you get in there but it'll still be different to you because there's different things to see that all these vendors are doing one of the main things though if you are coming back is when you walk in you're going to notice that we're in a different venue right i mean we're in tulsa baby you yeah. know uh in the center in the center of Tulsa there's things everywhere there's things to do it's you know it's such a lively city and um and so I mean it there's just a huge like when if you haven't been like I, what I said earlier when you asked kind of what to expect if yeah, you had yeah. been bro when you walk in it's a vibe That's people awesome. are hugging people are handshaking people are super friendly we, we you know we've never had any security issues where we've had to um, ask people to leave or had problems or fights or anything like that. Um, everyone's super friendly and loving in a sense, you know, um, all they're just happy to celebrate this plant that we all love um, and just share it, you know? So it's a lot of fun, man. I mean, and, and everyone's welcome. You walk in the door and the moment you walk in, you feel welcome. You know, there's no, there's, if you're a, if you're an extrovert, you like to talk to people man you there's more than you can handle yeah. if you're an introvert you kind of like to just walk around and do your own thing and find you know find little spots to kind of chill and and scope and things there's those spaces as well i mean it's really built for everyone and everyone can is, everyone will feel welcome there so that's awesome and, you know i think the whole part about everyone feeling welcome is the biggest thing because i think you know a lot of people whether it's their first time there you know whether they have like high anxiety or whatever you're walking into a new space and there's hundreds and thousands of people right there and to have that feeling as soon as you walk in the door like you know what like i kind of know these people these people are just like i am you know these are my people you know what i mean it's gonna get it's just this year I've got people that'll be walking around. I've got people that are going to be in place like a concierge. And so when you walk in, there's no confusion. If you need a question, I'll have people there that are um, available that you can ask questions to. If you are wondering where something's at, people will be around to be able to tell you how to get to there. Um, all of the bathrooms are super easy, accessible, super clean. Um, you know, I mean, it's just a really nice venue. And like I was saying, anyone, anyone will feel welcome there. There's things for all types of people, all walks of life, all introverts, extroverts, whatever. I mean, it, it's for everybody. Yeah, no, it definitely seems like it. So this is where the part where we kind of start to wrap up the episode. Now, this is where I kind of open it up to you and kind of let you go. Is there anything that we forgot to talk about or that we need to mention? No, I think I've done, I think we've done a pretty good job of covering, covering everything and kind of hyping things up, you know, so. Well, and that's my goal um, as smoke bus. Yeah, I mean, hey, I want to say the tickets are on sale. I want to say December 8th and 9th. I want to say, you know, buckle up, something like that. Oh, dude, buckle up for sure. And Smokebusters is going to be there live with our very first vendor booth. And we're going to be sitting down with vendors and people and judges and competitors and you and Daniel right on the show floor. Plus, we got some stuff coming up with Adam Dunn. So a lot of great things. And you really 
I stress to you because, you know, going last year was my first year at MJ BizCon and it totally changed my life and it totally changed my mindset and really opened my eyes to how many people are truly on board for cannabis and how many people out there love this. They love the lifestyle. They love everything that surrounds it. And when you take the time to invest in yourself, to go out to these places, that's the true definition of growth and development is, is getting to know these people, these different states, these different backgrounds, these demographics. I mean, you're dealing with all walks of life and it's all under one roof for one reason. That's because everybody wants to smoke some really good cannabis and bring it to a normalized sense where, you know, you're not doing it in the back parking lot, you know, watching over your shoulder. You're literally walking out of the restaurant being like, hey, how's it going to a cigarette smoker and smoking your joint and walking right back in to finish your awesome dinner. And I mean, that is what I stand for. That's what I, you know, that's what I, you know, we, we advertise. And it's one of those things where you, now's the time more than ever, you know? So I can't thank you guys enough for what you guys are doing year round, all the countless hours, the work. The, you know, the no sleeps, the busy schedules that you guys are enduring that I'm sure a lot of people just have no clue, you know, and unless you're an entrepreneur, you're not going to get it anyways. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like it's a learned language, but, you know, kudos to what you guys are doing because it is just amazing. And I, I'm just so excited to attend and just be there and experience. I mean, it is from what I hear, it's the place to be. We're ready to rock and roll, too. It's uh it's pretty well sold out. I mean, I've got a couple of spots remaining that I'm sure will be gone pretty quickly. Um, but it's pretty much sold out and, um, we've had finalization meetings and things. It's pretty much time to go. I mean, we're just waiting on the, waiting on the week of the eighth or, you know, December 2nd through the whatever to get into there and start setting up tents and putting things together. Cause, um, it's, it's on. Well, I'll definitely be there the day before we arrive on the seventh in the afternoon. So I definitely want to see, um, I'll be staying at the hotel, right? What's that? Yeah. You're staying on site. So come find me. You can come over to the venue over there, check out what we're doing. I'll be there putting up fencing, putting up barriers, putting tape on the floor, putting up lights, doing something. Well, that'll be good (laughs) because what I would love to do is hype it up even more because we're going to be documenting my whole travel and everything and get that behind the scenes kind of show people the space the layout the day before yeah so believe me i would love that um and we're gonna obviously meet in person at my booth with my new setup which would be amazing and like i said i just can't thank you guys enough for what you guys do it is really a humbling experience to be in the presence of so many just great talented people well, we, uh, we appreciate you, uh, what you're doing for us and helping us out as well. I mean, you know, getting us on podcast and just kind of letting us, uh, share what we do out to more people. Um, you know, the event is, it's a lot of fun. It's something again for everyone. Um, I, I would recommend if you are a cannabis enthusiast or can of curious right. um, to at minimum, check it out, you know, look into what we do. Um, follow us on Instagram. It's the cowboy cup. You know, it's super easy. Check out what we're doing. See who our sponsors are. Um, see what level of sponsorships they carry. Kind of see what's going on, where we're at, how we're promoting. Um, we do giveaways and things on there. So, you know, a good way to follow us and see what we're doing there. We'd love to have uh, have people following us, you know. Um, 
as it stands, we're about 12,000 followers that are all, again, us going out and promoting and meeting these people, um, all organic, uh, organic followers, you know, so, uh, we'd love to have some more. Well, there's going to be, always. there's going to be plenty more. And for people that have watched smoke busters, make sure you like their page, follow them, support them. And honestly, you said there's a couple of tickets left. Make sure you get those couple of tickets because I definitely want to see you there. We were actually able to give away our free ticket to one of our friends that are local here that we've actually never met in person, but we're on Discord with them all the time. So this is going to be good because not only will we get to actually meet in person, but we were able to share that experience with them. Um, and it is, like I said, it is awesome. So thank you, Greg, so much for your time. You know, thank you for all yeah, you man. do. And we'll talk soon. Yeah, go uh, go get those tickets at uh, cowboycup.com and buckle up, baby. Oh, yeah, buckle up. We're on the way. All right, guys. Well, it's been an awesome podcast with Smokebusters. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>